all this morning. I'm glad that you could join us, uh, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry almost Christmas, right? Merry Christmas Eve. And, um, you know, the, the anticipation has been building uh, up to Christmas, and we all might celebrate it in different ways, but this morning, we are going to celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to do that together, and we'll do it in many different ways. Uh, we'll do it through the hearing of his word, through prayer, through song, as in just a minute, we'll be able to stand and worship God uh, and praise him through song. But uh, it is good to be in this place this morning. I trust that this is the beginning of a, a new week for you, a new and exciting week, maybe gathering with family and friends that you haven't seen in a while, and just celebrating, celebrating love, and celebrating the love that we have in Jesus Christ. And so I trust this is the beginning of that new week for you and a beginning of a week of worshiping your God. Uh, we will continue our uh, series this morning, actually finishing our series in Behold, Bring You Good News, A Great Joy, and uh, we'll do that by looking at the story of the Magi, an important part of the Christmas story. And uh, so again, just wanted to, to thank you for joining us and choosing to worship God uh, with us here at Trinity this morning as we celebrate the birth of the promised Messiah, Jesus Christ. Just a few announcements we call this church life, just to make sure we're all on the, the same page and caught up. Um, our core values here at Trinity are important to us. They are learn, grow, and serve. And we learn the truth, and we grow in faith, and we serve. And we serve each other, and we serve the world around us. And we do that so that we can pursue being disciples of Jesus Christ. We do that in many ways. Uh, throughout the week and throughout the year. We have um, Tuesday morning Bible studies. We have Sunday Dig Deeper groups. We have a men's group that meets uh, on a Tuesday night. We have a vibrant missions ministry, and every month we have opportunities to take the good news of the gospel and the hope of Jesus outside of these four walls. You can find everything about us on our website, trinityallenwood.com. You'll also see there a lot of information about a thing we call the Discipleship Pathway that is uh, an important resource that we use to help us stay on that pathway of discipleship together. There's many good resources, a lot of content on there, so check that out on our website, trinityallenwood.com. Uh, and uh, you'll notice, I think the word was spreading, that we do not have a children's church this morning. This is uh, our family gathering, our special celebration for Christmas, and so uh, our kids will be joining us throughout the service this morning and singing songs with us and worshiping uh, and hearing of the word. And so uh, parents, if uh, you have your kids with you, there are um, some crafts and things that they can use to help them follow along. Uh, and so there is, uh, some of them were handed out, but there's also a, a basket of those on the table to the side. Uh, and so also, uh, hopefully you were handed a, a handheld candle on the way in. If not, make sure you get one of those uh, during our greet one another time after worship. You can grab one of those handheld candles. We'll be using those uh, at the close of our service. I want to make sure everybody has one of them. And so uh, before we have our reading for this morning and our prayer into uh, worship, it's just a, a good reminder that we are celebrating this morning the fact that our God is a promise keeper. We say amen to that? 
he keeps promises because he had promised years before that he would send a redeemer, the promised Messiah, and he did. We celebrate that at Christmas. For Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He chose, God did, to walk among us, to teach, to love, to lead the way to life everlasting. He is the good news of the gospel. Jesus has come to bring freedom from sin, peace to the burdened, hope to the hopeless, and rest for the weary. He has come to bring light in the darkness. It says by the prophet Isaiah, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, a prophecy of the coming Messiah that we celebrate today. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Do we look forward to that? We do. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this because he is a promise keeper. He is a good and gracious father. We want him to be blessed. We want to thank him for being our God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one true God. We celebrate today the birth of Jesus. He is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, the glory of God revealed. He is the light of life. And by candlelight today, we will praise him, we will hear his word, and we will bless him. Would you stand with me now for the reading of God's word and for our prayer as our call into worship? One through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where is Christ, where the Christ was to be born? They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. 
When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for being the God who came to us. Lord, we thank you for being Emmanuel, the God who stayed with us. Lord, thank you that your presence is with us wherever we are, wherever we go. Lord, we thank you that you came in humility. Lord, you came humbly. Would you help us this morning to slow down, to pay attention, to live at a pace that we would notice a star in the sky? Lord, we are so distracted and so busy. Lord, but we know that you are never in a rush. You're never in a hurry. You could have saved us in a second, but you came as a child. You came as a baby. You took your time. So, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence that goes before us and behind us. Lord, we thank you for being the light of the world. Lord, in a world that is full of darkness, God, you are light. We thank you. We thank you for being that light and then for calling us children of light. Lord, would you help us to walk in the light, Lord? We are so grateful to be your children. We're so grateful to celebrate you and your coming and your birth. Lord, it is, a, it is a gift to be in relationship with you, to know this God who comes so humbly, who came to walk among us, to be in our midst, to know what it was like to live like us, to feel what we feel. Thank you, God. Did we just ask this morning that you would just soften our hearts open our minds and open our eyes to see you, to behold you for all that you are, to just get, get lost in your wonder and your majesty and your goodness and the beauty of who you are. Lord, would everything else fall away and would only you remain this morning? We love you, Lord. And we're so grateful for our Prince of Peace, for our everlasting Father, for our wonderful Counselor, for our mighty God. We thank you, Lord, that you reign forever. So we, we ask that you would reign in our hearts this morning, that you would be the Lord of our lives. So we submit to you, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would have your way. Amen.
Uh, Father, we praise you. We praise you because you are worthy. We do want to be filled with joy and spread that joy. The Lord God, you get all the glory. In Jesus' name we praise you. Amen. Would you take a moment to say good morning to somebody next to you? In the name of the Lord Jesus. If we can uh, make our way back to our seats, you can find your seat. As I like to say, if uh, you want to take somebody else's seat, you know, if they're up still walking around, then we can shake things up for Christmas morning. Praise the Lord for good fellowship. Praise the Lord.
we have spent the last few weeks looking at the Christmas story through the eyes of the prophets, the angels, the shepherds, and today, the magi. All important parts of the familiar Christmas story. We find most of that in Luke chapter 2. Today, we will be in Matthew chapter 2. It was read for you earlier. That part of the story that tells us about the wise men, the magi, following a star to find the newborn king, the king of the Jews. And so we saw that God proclaimed the good news as a promise keeper, that he is, of the promised Messiah, the Redeemer that he promised would come to win victory over the bondage of sin. And that was proclaimed all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And the whole rest of the story, the story that we tell, begins there, begins with God our creator, it begins with all things good. It then tells us that an enemy infiltrated God's dominion, that sin entered into that story. And as we turn the pages of our Bibles throughout the whole Old Testament, we see God and his people, the people he called the people of Israel, in their relationship often tumultuous as it was, but yet God keeping his promises every step of the way to retain and maintain and protect that line, the line of the people of Israel through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob down through King David, so that we would one day have a Messiah. And so God proclaimed that good news through the prophets of old, and we are to tell that same story, not only of the one who came, but Jesus, the one who is coming back. Amen? God told that story, the good news of great joy, through the angels. Angels appeared often throughout the Old Testament and into the New, of course, as they proclaimed the good news to the shepherds in the fields while they watched their flocks by night. An angel appeared to Mary, the mother of Jesus. An angel appeared to Joseph, his earthly father. He appeared to others to proclaim the good news. God used supernatural ways to bring about the proclamation of the good news. We see ourselves in this developing story. God used the shepherds who heard that proclamation of good news from the angels, and the shepherds went to see the baby born in a manger. And they proclaimed what had happened to Mary and to Joseph and to all the people that were also gathered. Then the shepherds went and continued to spread the word. We are to continue in that mission of sharing the good news of great joy as we behold him. Today we conclude this Advent series with looking at the Magi. We often call them the wise men. We sing about them. 
We read about them in familiar Christmas time stories. Their story from Matthew chapter 2, which is where we find all the information we know about them from Scripture, just about. I'll share a few other passages. But in the one that was read this morning from Matthew 2, it says, After listening to the king, the Magi went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. We love that. When the angel came to the shepherds, they said, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. And here it says, when they saw the star and the magi, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Church, I asked you this morning, do you have great joy in your life? Great joy in your hearts? I mean, the Christmas time is a time of celebration. It's a time of celebrating and remembering and spreading love and peace and hope and joy. Joy that has nothing to do with our circumstances, that's our happiness. And our happiness can change as our circumstances change. But joy, biblically speaking, true joy, is not affected by our circumstances because joy comes from knowing the Lord. It comes from him who is within each believer's heart. He does not leave us nor forsake us. Therefore, we can have exceedingly great joy, just like the Magi did. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Church, this is the message we are to share. But let me ask a few questions in our remaining time together this morning. Who are these Magi? Why did they follow a star? Do you ever think about that? Seem a little peculiar? And how do you follow a star, by the way? The word tells us the star moved and it even kind of hovered over or landed over the place where Jesus was at the time. How did that happen? How did they know to even look for a star? Why were they looking for a sign in the heavens to begin with? And finally, I ask this question, why would they, Gentiles of a, a, a priestly tribe from the east, probably near Babylon, why would they be seeking to look for the king of the Jews? Why would they want to worship the king of the Jews? These are some of the questions that we ask ourselves, and it's important that we understand a little bit of the background of the Magi, the the wise men who came seeking this king, because it's all an important part of the story and it helps to connect dots. And see, as we take this and apply it to our lives, and as we talk about sharing the story and telling the story, our testimony, and telling the story, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's important to understand how God is telling the story. That's why we read the Bible from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation. We know how the story begins. We know how it ends, and we praise God for that. And we know that we play a part in this story, and that's important. As we see, God used the prophets, the angels, the shepherds, the magi. We can add our names right after that. He uses us to proclaim good news of great joy. Well, really, we don't know much about these magi, at least not from the word, but we see most of it here in Matthew 2. 
We're really not told their number. We often say there were three wise men, mainly because there were three gifts mentioned. They probably brought other gifts. The gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh were typical gifts given to kings. And so we're not told the number. In fact, what we know about the Magi from extra-biblical resources about their history and who they were, they would have traveled like royalty. There would have been hundreds, maybe a thousand of their troop marching. We don't know how many of the, the wise men or the Magi there were, but they would have had servants with them. Maybe people leading worship, carrying their goods, there would have been a large number of people traveling with them. So we don't know how many there were. We don't really know their names. There's some tradition given to their names, but it's not given to us in Scripture. We're not sure exactly how they traveled to that land, but we also know it says they came from the east. And what is east of the land of Israel? It's what was called Mesopotamia. Babylon, that whole area, if you look on a map, you can see it's the area they came from. They were in the east. They traveled west to follow that star. They came sometime after the birth of Jesus. You know, we often have pictures of baby Jesus in the manger, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men. The wise men, the Magi, would have come months, maybe a couple of years after Jesus was born. It says in the text that they came to the house. He was no longer in a manger. See, these things are all important. It helps us to paint the picture, but helps us to understand how God is telling the story. Mary and Joseph would have now been in some kind of house with Jesus, no longer an infant, but a child. Again, they came from the east, which would be modern-day Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Syria, that area, east of Judea and Samaria. See, these magi were probably of a priestly tribe, and they would have been really skilled in astronomy. So they knew the heavens. They studied the movement of the stars. They were scientists, astronomers. They knew of history they could interpret dreams. They also were known to dabble in sorcery. Therefore, they were called wise men because they were very learned. In fact, we get our modern English words of magic and magician from the Magi. They had a lot of power and influence and ability. They would have been able to read the signs in the heavens stuff that they were looking for. They believed in one God, but not the true God, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they were believers in a higher power, a God. But I'd like to bring our attention now. I won't show it, but I wanted to reference this. It's really important. There is a great connection to this part of the Christmas story with the Magi, with the book of Daniel. You ever read the book of Daniel? Daniel is a prophet in the Old Testament. There's a lot of prophecy in Daniel. We know Daniel with his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Rakshak, Benny, right? Um, and we know about Daniel in the lion's den, but Daniel was given visions. He would interpret dreams. Daniel was in 
Babylon when the people of Israel, the tribe of Judah, the southern tribe of Israel, was taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar. Some of you remember that name. And Daniel was there, of course, in captivity. Now the Magi were there at the time. They were a part of that land. They were part of the people living in that part of the world. They were high-ranking officials in Babylon. And Daniel would have mixed with them. In fact, we see that in Daniel chapter 2, there was a dream that Nebuchadnezzar the king had, and Daniel correctly interpreted it. So what did Nebuchadnezzar do? He put Daniel in charge of the Magi. So Daniel the prophet, this young man, was placed in charge of the group of wise men that we know as the Magi. So they would have learned much from Daniel about the one true God. They would have had writings, the stories, the scriptures they had at the time. They would have told these learned men who love to learn all about the one true God, the prophecies of the coming king. So that is how they knew. They studied the stars, the heavens. They had information probably from Daniel. They would have been looking. And since many Jewish people remained in Babylon even after the exile when they could go back to their land, there would have been intermarriages and the Jewish faith would have been well known even into New Testament times when Jesus comes on the scene. So these magi, these wise men that we talk about, And the Christmas story were influenced by Judaism and were evidently God-fearing Gentiles, those who were seeking the newborn Jewish king. They would have been asking around where this baby was. And let's find it interesting as well and consider this, that it seems like the Gentiles of the day, the Magi especially, were very interested in the word spreading about this miraculous birth, but yet The people to whom he came, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, seemed to ignore it. The priests, the Pharisees, the scribes, seemed to have no interest in finding this baby king, but yet the Gentiles were interested. They would have been asking around, where was this baby? And you can imagine that as they arrived into Jerusalem, They didn't know exactly where Jesus was. They were following this star that had led them there. They would have gone to the capital. Okay, that's where the leaders would be. That's where they would find out more information. So they landed themselves in Jerusalem. They would have been asking around and not found much interest. Can you imagine? They studied this their whole lives. It was their profession. They would have been asking, where is this baby born, the king of the Jews? They would have said, what are you talking about? the most monumental event in human history, and nobody seemed to care. The birth of the Messiah was announced by a star. Again, supernaturally, like God did through the angels. Now, was it an actual star? There's debate about that. I would say most likely it was certainly the glory of God. As we see in the Old Testament, what's called the Shekinah glory. Do you remember when God went and freed the, um, the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt, how did God do that? 
it was a pillar of fire, remember? A pillar of fire. The glory of God led them. Most likely that's what this star was. Why? Well, first of all, the star moved. They followed the star. So this star appears to them. They see it. They realize it's the fulfillment of prophecy. It tells them what they knew from uh, Old Testament prophets. We see in Micah, as Matthew quotes Micah in the passage that was read, that there would be a star. They were looking for this star. It was in the east where they were, but they headed west. Interesting, right? These were learned men. So they headed west to where this king of the Jews would have been born. And then it says sometime later, after they talked to King Herod, who had his own agenda, it says that this glory, this star, rose again. That's why they were rejoiced with exceedingly great joy, and says in verse 10 of Matthew 2. They were excited because the star came back. The glory of God came back. Then they followed it, and it came and led them right over the house where the child Jesus was. This was miraculous, was it not? The whole Christmas story is full of miracles. We love to hear about miracles. God works miracles today. Do you believe that? He still works miracles. The whole Christmas story is about miracles our salvation, our belief in the Lord Jesus is a miracle of God. We are miracles of him. So we see the miracles in the Christmas story and hear God using his glory, looking like a star, to help fulfill prophecy and lead these magi to him. But let's not miss the fact, church. The magi were looking didn't catch them by surprise. I ask you today, are you looking for Jesus? If you are a believer, are you following him? If you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus for the salvation of your sin, if you have everlasting life in him, are you walking with him? Have you decided to be a disciple? Are you keeping your eyes on Jesus as the Magi kept their eye on the glory of God, the star are we doing the same, church? What can we learn from the Magi? They were looking. They were looking. Are we following Jesus every step of the way? The Word tells us that as believers, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us. He is within us. He is our leader, our guide. Are we following him? Are we opening his Word daily? Are we praying to him? Are we willing to keep our eyes on Jesus no matter what the world may have us do or say or think or look at, are we keeping our eyes focused on him? The Magi were looking for Jesus. And now I also say, in light of that, are we looking for his return? You know, I think really what we should be doing is waiting. And Jesus says, there are no signs left for him to come back. Nothing left to fulfill in prophecy except Christ to return for us as church. Amen? And so therefore, instead of actually watching, we are more waiting. We wait for his return for us. The Magi were waiting for that sign, and when they saw it, they followed him. God used the prophets to tell the story 
God supernaturally used the angels to tell the story. God used the shepherds to tell the story. God uses the magi as an important part of the story as they come and they say, where is this king, born king of the Jews? You know, in the passage that was read earlier, Matthew quotes from the prophet Micah. It says, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, making sure it's the right Bethlehem, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. The Magi knew where to look. We know where to look for Jesus today, don't we? Are we looking to him? Jesus was born. He is God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. We call that the incarnation, God taking upon human form. The word also tells us that he has revealed himself to us. He revealed himself to us in the person of Jesus through his creation. Do you know that he still does that today? If you are seeking after him, you will find him. All who search will find the Lord Jesus, for he is the light. He makes himself known. Isn't that beautiful? He is the light of life, the light of the world. As was prayed earlier, we are now called children of light, so we are to follow that light, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the light of the world. So God announced the good news through the prophets, the angels, the shepherds, and by his very light, his glory to the Magi. He reveals himself to us and to the world. And now he uses us to spread the word. You know, in the last directive and commands that Jesus gave to his disciples before he went to be with the Father, he tells his disciples something very simple yet profound. We call it the Great Commission. He says, go into all the world and do what? Make disciples, right? Go to all nations and make disciples, baptizing them, meaning they become believers, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And Jesus said, we are to spread the good news, to help others to learn about Jesus and to follow him. And he also says in that great command, he says, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. We look forward to the end of the age when Jesus will return for us. We wait eagerly. We wait with great anticipation. But until then, we will do just this. We will gather and worship, and we will sing songs of praise. We will open his word together. We will tell the Christmas story, and we will talk about the prophets who foretold his coming and will talk about the angels appearing and saying, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. We will sing about the shepherds, how they were so afraid and the angels said, like they said over and over, do not fear. We do not have to be afraid of our God. We tell the story of the magi who saw a star, who were looking and they chose to follow. They didn't have to do that. But they were looking and they saw it. And they said, let us go see this king born to be the king of the Jews. And they went and were surprised no one else was looking for him. Their eyes were open 
are our eyes open to see the Lord Jesus, for he reveals himself to us. This is good news of great joy. It says in verse 20, when the Magi saw that star, when it appeared to them again in Jerusalem, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. It led them about six miles to the town of Bethlehem, where they would then see the child Jesus. What is that good news of great joy? The good news is very simply this, that if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. It says it more than 150 times in the New Testament alone. That if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God, God himself, the promised Messiah, and that he did what he said he was coming to do, to die on a cross and come back to life, to defeat death and the grave, and that you believe that he did that for you, and he's the only one that could, says you will be saved. There's this great account of the apostles with the jailer. And God miraculously frees them from prison. And the jailer is afraid. And they say to him, don't be afraid, just like the angels said to the shepherds. And the jailer says to them simply, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Saved like you. What was their answer? Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. We put our faith and trust in him, that he is who he says he is, that he did what he said he was coming to do, and that he did it for us. See, the Bible says that we are separated from God because of our sin nature, and there is one way to be reconciled to a glorious Heavenly Father, and that is through belief in Jesus Christ and him alone. No good works will save us, no other faith or religion will save us other than true faith, the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. You know what? His star still shines today, does it not? We are to keep our eyes on him. But here's the thing. His star shines brightly. We read about him in his word. We are to be deep in his word and sharing his word, the Holy Scriptures, with others. He is within us through the person and power of the Holy Spirit, but yet his light shines to the world through us. We are to reflect the light of Jesus. That light that we talk about at Christmas time, the light, the star, the glory of God that the Magi followed to find Jesus, we are to reflect that light. Is that not amazing? That of all things, God chose you and me to reflect his light and to tell others God could have saved everybody like that, but he chose to use the church. That's all believers everywhere throughout the world. Do you know that there are millions of other Christians gathered doing just the same thing around the world? Different languages, right? different cultures, dressed differently, different kinds of buildings, some outside, some inside, all gathered together worshiping him, telling the Christmas story about the prophets and the angels and the shepherds and the magi proclaiming the good news that light has come to a dark world. That light is Jesus, the light of life. So we are to proclaim that good news as well, to carry on that mission, but with joy and amazement and awe. Church, let us not lose that. 
Let this Christmas season be a reminder that we can gaze with amazement and joy and wonder and awe at the Lord Jesus Christ. As God announced to the wise men and guided them by that great light, as his light shone all around the shepherds, we are called to be the light. Isn't that amazing? God, Jesus said he is the light of the world, and then he tells us you are the light of the world, that we are to shine his light. Shine the light of Christ in your hearts this Christmas season. Shine it outwardly through loving words and acts of kindness, all done in the name of Jesus. As we conclude our time together this morning, we will do this together, this thing of lighting candles, because we do it in the name of Jesus, and we do it as a way. It's symbolic, but it's a powerful visual, an experience together of what it looks like to spread the light, to spread the light of Jesus. And so hopefully each one of you has a candle. If not, there should be more on the back table there. Someone will come around in just a moment and light a candle for you. It will be lit on the ends of the aisles, and then you will light each other's candle. And see how powerful this is that we get to do this together, but we shine the light of Jesus before each other, and then we take it to the world outside of this place. God chooses to use us. But church, we are to keep our eyes on that light, and we are to keep our eyes on Jesus so that we can then shine his light. Our God is good. He didn't have to do it this way, but the fact that he chooses to use us to shine his light. I would ask that we would be willing to do that together. And don't just leave what you have been reminded of or learned this morning, been encouraged of. Don't just leave it here. Take it with you and shine the light wherever you go. The Holy Scriptures tell us that the world will know us by the way we love each other. And that begins here as we gather in our homes, as we gather in church on Sunday mornings as we gather to celebrate Christmas and the wonderful Christmas story about the light of life. We are reminded that this is a story that we do not keep to ourselves, church. This is a story that we tell. It is your story as a Christian, as a Christ follower. This is your story of faith. It's the story that you tell others when you share your testimony of belief in Jesus Christ. When you tell others how you met Jesus, the Magi saw the star and they followed it. They wanted to meet Jesus. I guarantee you, there are people in your life, whether you realize it or not, that want to meet Jesus. Do you believe that? And how will they hear if someone does not tell them? Take an opportunity this Christmas season, tomorrow, the week coming, to share the good news of great joy with those people in your life. 
pray that God brings opportunities for you to shine and reflect his light. Would you stand now as we close our time together by singing Silent Night? This is a time where we seek holiness. We sing sing of the holy night. We sing of that holy light. Let's sing this beautiful song together as a way to conclude our service, reminding each other as we sing these familiar words that we are to share his life. Let's sing it together.
praise you, Lord. It's good to give him glory, for he alone is worthy. Let us pray together. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, help us. Help us to shine with the brightness of your truth and share the warmth of your great love so that many will believe and rejoice and give thanks as we do here this morning, for you are the light of the world. May we follow your lead as the wise men followed your star. May we follow as faithful disciples, as messengers of the gospel, the good news of great joy for the whole world. And may we behold you this season, that we may abide with you, that we may keep our eyes on you. Jesus, offering ourselves at your feet as the Magi offered gifts to the newborn king. You are our Savior. You are our Lord. You are our coming king. May we shine your light and shine it brightly until you come. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. May God be with you and shine his light wherever you go this Christmas season. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much. Thanks for reading, pal. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful